great. How are you? I'm good. I'm drinking wine that was once cold, then became warm, then became cold again. And it's just okay. They're dead grapes. What are you going to do? Like, they'll <laughs> My gosh. figure it out. R.I.P. grapes. Uh, I was just watching Shit's Creek, which um, I've already seen, but like my anxiety means that I love watching shows that I've already seen. And I just watched the episode where they went to the winery and oh, when Moira's doing the commercial, that's <laughs> <laughs> like the funniest thing. And they, she calls she like refers to her husband as like a good grape. I was like, that's cute. Oh, pretty sweet. National treasure, but possibly Canadian national treasure. Catherine uh, O'Hara. I don't know if Catherine O'Hara is Canadian. I think just everyone else in that show is Canadian. Um, talk about Canadian men. I'm attracted to everyone in that show. Yeah, like, um, literally, like every really man hot. That yeah, that scene. yeah. I don't know. I think the Maybe veterinarian. I do love him, but well, he's like, I don't know. He's like squeaky clean. Like he's too cute. Yeah, but the guy who plays uh, Dan Levy's partner, like boyfriend, so cute. Cuse is a little bit. Remember when? I don't know. I actually haven't seen the show to the end. Stupid. Oh. I know. I just wow. Like, I know, I just like, got, I don't know, I should keep watching it, but I recently just watched the arc of episodes where Stevie starts dating the, like, super hot, like, hotel critic guy oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, He's, yeah. like, really sexy. He's, yeah. I, man, I love a brown man. Actually, on, everybody like, on, on that show is pretty attractive. That's what I'm saying. Um, but, the yeah. The most but, confusing thing on that show is how Jocelyn and Roland could have... Like a thirty-year-old son, I'm still confused and a baby, by it. and also yeah. a baby. <laughs> it's a good show. Uh, today, unfortunately, we're not talking about Shit's Creek. Yeah, though. well, Spooky Succubus cast officially endorses Shit's Creek. We're behind it, 100. percent Should we make a list of official endorsements? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, we don't give a what fuck. Okay. Actually, who are uh, you? so welcome to the Spooky Succubus cast for another week. We have our beverages lined up. I have a wine, a seltzer, and a water. So I'm fully covered over here. Uh-huh. I have two 32-ounce mason jars, one full of water and the other full of coffee, so get ready for a pee we break. We are going to do a pee break, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is an anti-capitalist, uh, communist, anti-racist, intersectional, uh, pro anti-cop, Jessica Biel. pro-Jessica Biel, except for when she's anti-vax <laughs> podcast. Is she really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, God. You never... I This is why you can't, like, look into a celebrity. I just really liked her work in the show I just watched, so... Oh, wait. She... I guess she now denies that she's anti-vax. Also, all these like, articles are 2019. I'm not sure. Maybe she's not. <laughs> but she's also married to bad guy, Justin Timberlake. Free Britney. Um... I know we. I can't get into the Britney thing because we'll get canceled. I, so let's move on. Who would cancel us? Nobody. Nobody's listening. Nobody's um, listening. I just like. I'm gonna say I'm not involved. That's all. You know. I'm gonna Whatever. say free Britney. Um, but white men suck no matter what. I don't think that we like. Everything hinges on a, a rich white woman. I don't know. The the white man that sucks the most today. I think Sheriff Hoyt, but Leatherface also not great. But um, I thought you were gonna say the director. 
Who's... Marcus Nispel. Yeah. Marcus Nipple uh, directed this absolute. Oh, and thank you to Marnie, our listener from Scotland. I was going to do an accent, but I realized it would be bad. So Don't I, do uh, yeah, I aborted at the last second. Uh, for the suggestion, we're doing the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which unfortunately, Marnie, is one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's, I hadn't, because this came out 2013, so I was like a tween. No, 2003, I thought. Oh, I mean, I mean 2003, so I was like a tween, and I watched it, and I watched it in high school, and like a million times, uh, and I hadn't seen it since my fake maturity kicked in um and it was a wild time i remembered some of it but um i was like gross i remember the groping lots of groping of dead bodies um, it's sweaty i'm just gonna say it at the top there's absolutely no reason for this much water to be dripping in their basement they have an issue with flooding it's a dry day and there's just too many like what's going on in your boiler room Burst pipes. I digress. No one's looking into the plumbing <laughs> in this movie. So this is an example, I would say, of like, I think the original Texas Chainsaw is pretty much a perfect horror movie. I also think Texas Chainsaw 2 with Chop Top, my beloved Bill Mosley. Chop Top. Pretty good. Also this a Toby is, Hooper joint. Like, he did yeah, both. So. I think he was, like, supposed to be working on this, but ended up not working on it, which you can tell because it's bad. Um yeah. But this is an example where they try to sort of, like, provide unnecessary context, like, for one of our, like, favorite slashers. Like, Leatherface can just exist on a plane of their own. I think Leatherface is non-binary. Um, without. <laughs> I agree. Without yeah. needing, like, a skin disease backstory. Like, I don't, I didn't really need it. I didn't really appreciate it. I, I like, uh, I don't know. It feels... Because Marcus Snipple, what's his name? Marcus Nipple. Snipple. <laughs> um, He also redid Friday the 13th, which was also really bad, like, in the 2000s. In the I think and that remake like, is, is bad, but I think it's better than it's this better. one. I, yeah. Because it's, like, it's also, Friday the 13th was always, like, a I mean, shitty... I it's camp. Like, like it's Yeah, fun. it's so campy. But, like, Texas Chainsaw is, like... And it's, I mean camp and like not the it's a summer camp way, but it has like camp, the qualities it's a camp, of camp. camp. Yeah, camp camp. Uh, camp but camp this is like, I mean, I would argue that the original had some like campy qualities too, but it's like they put it through like, this is what they did. It's like they took the Firefly flam- family, made it black and white, and put it through like some kind of like distortion, and then... It spat out like this gross sepia tone movie where they're like trying to like use the original Sawyers as inspiration, but you see like definitely like Firefly family tropes and like it's just it's trying to do so too much weird. and it does nothing. It's a little Hills Have Eyes y. It's like very, it's like. I thought the Hills Have Eyes remake from around this same time. Much good. better. Really good. Because um, Wes Craven worked on it. Oh, we're so not doing this, Frankie. You're taking a fucking nap. (laughs) Now that I finally got my headphones in order. No. uh, I think, yeah, when I texted you, it's like a weird non-sepia sepia tone that makes me nauseated. Like, it just is like a weird bluish, brownish tint, and I don't like it. But it's also like trying to make it 2000s, like, because it's like following a bunch of like hot teens. You like get rid of the, the... 
brother character who isn't in a wheelchair in the beginning one because he's not sexy enough. And then like, but I would argue Morgan because he wears glasses and is sort of sort of like the oddball right. is a st- an ableist kind of stand-in for Franklin, which is Disgusting. super weird and problematic. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I'm like but, I preferred Franklin. What what was wrong with Franklin? I liked Franklin. Yeah, cigar. Um, but. And then I started watching the original one after this as sort of like a palate cleanser. I didn't get all the way through it. But I was like, this is, remember the days? And they were like trying to make it 70s. But then she's wearing like boot cut lowrider jeans because it's actually 2003. I mean, it looks like 2003. It doesn't look like the 70s. Well, I think we're just stalling because we had a little mix up this week where we both thought the other person was writing the plot down. So we're I had a bit of a whoopsie daisy, okay? <laughs> we're just trying to avoid actually reading it because we have pretty much nothing to read that is coherent. <laughs> um, Yeah, the plot's going to be short and sweet this week. We're not going to delve mean, into more. Truthfully, not a lot happened. <laughs> um, We've got like a grainy overlay. Cops are going into like describing this crime scene that they're walking into. We've got clumps of hair on a staircase or like hair and blood. Um, it's August 18th, 1973. All of a sudden, <laughs> I kind of forget. Well, okay. but then they also say like the evidence has been locked away for 30 years. And then there's like they never come police footage. It. And I was like, okay, so it's like a fake like police footage documentary thing. But then they don't do anything about that. So Uh, then, yeah, there's, like, this fake police footage wraps up with the cop, the KK cop, heading into the furnace room and, like, finding all this weird evidence. We're going to go back into the furnace room. And then it just cuts away from that, like, never to be be resolved, yeah. Right. Uh, So there's five kids. We've got Aaron, played by Jessica Biel, who's, like... Just off Seventh Heaven, maybe. Like I don't know when Seventh Heaven ended, but I can't. Like, I like if I Google Seventh Heaven, I'm going to have like a PTSD church flashback. So we're just gonna not find out. Seventh <laughs> yeah. Heaven, Seventh Heaven. I don't remember the words. Smiling uh, back at me. There we go. <laughs> um, but she was like so overly sexualized, like especially in this movie. And then she also did that movie with Adam Sandler where they like put her in a bra. I don't remember the movie, but. I mean, I just, like, this is one of, like, my early body dysmorphia problems is actually Jessica Biel because everyone was like, her tits are huge. And I was, like, 14, like, minor bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what? I'm not well. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, I had the same thing where I was like, um, mine don't look like that. What? What's wrong with me? Uh. So she, so we've got Jessica Biel, her boyfriend Kemper is driving a van, Kemper, it's just like also so on the nose with this name, I don't like it. Um, is that even by, a name people have? Well, Edmund Kemper is the serial killer. I think that's the like. Oh, that's so and like, I think it can't gross. be the, that reference, it's like too obvious. I think that's what I think it is though, it's like so on the nose. I think like Kemper wasn't like a Texas. But I think because he Die. had mommy issues and he, like, hunted... Maybe not. Maybe I'm reading too far into this. But Kemper is just such a weird name and well, such, that like, would a, be that would be weird because Gein is, like, the guy the for one. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. Maybe his name just doesn't roll off the... Especially tongue. as a first name. Gein! 
Hey, Gain. Hey, Gain. <laughs> um, so her boyfriend, Kemper, is played by Eric Balfour, who is also in Seventh Heaven, I think. Um, I must know him from that. He kind of weirdly looks like he's my all friend over Dana's husband. Hold on. I'm going to text you a picture of Dana's husband. <laughs> okay. But uh, Eric Balfour was like all over the place in the 2000s and the 90s. Yeah, what happened to him? He's probably on like a, he's probably on a version of like CSI. Or he's on or Chicago something. Firefighters or I'm whatever. So I know that's not true. I didn't. I just made that up, oh, but I bet man. it's true. I was. I thought I did like a really good guess. <laughs> Um, and they're all driving to go see Leonard Skinner, Leonard Skinner, Leonard, Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Um, and so maybe they deserve to die because they they probably deserve to die. Honestly, they stand Um, racist. Okay. Wait till you see this. Tell me of their friends. Eric Buffel. Okay. We'll wait. Uh, so they're driving. Yeah. You better hold up everything. Did you get it? I did. Uh, they have similar a goatee, like a spat a goatee. Is that what it is? And their brown. Is? <laughs> so uh, they're driving. Two of their friends, Morgan, who's this like like terrible glass, like bespeckled human, um, and then Andy, who's like a boring, hot, uh, blonde, white guy. And they yeah, just he's up... got that like hair that you're like, Ugh. it's the yeah. hair. Uh, he was also all over the place. Uh, both of them. Morgan is played by Jonathan Tucker, and then Andy is played by Mike Vogel. Both of them oh, were like all over the place. I was like, place. where do I know Jonathan Tucker again from The Ruins, which is a movie that a lot of people that appear on this podcast are in that we should probably cover. It's really we racist. should cover it. Is it was it Desmond Harrington that we just. What, is he in it? Is that one? I'll tell. I'll tell you everyone that's in it, baby. Um, already off the rails. We are. Sean Ashmore, regular on this cast. Um, Jonathan Tucker, and then Laura Ramsey, who played Sarah in The Covenant. <gasps> oh right, it's she stacked The Covenant. Uh, I, I like wiped that movie from my memory. I for good reason. Remember everything about it. I'm like, um, I think, I'm like getting sick, so I'm gonna sound really. My terrible. God, really drink sniffly. your water. Um, or it's allergies. I can't really tell. If I'm having like, bad allergies, but the but, guy on the first floor has decided to just refinish all of his wood floors, so he's kicking up dust throughout the entire building, and I'm just sneezing constantly. Love it. Okay, so they just picked up a hitchhiker, Pepper. Um, and her and Andy really hit it off and they're making out in the van, um, to everyone's disgust. Dismay. Disgusting. Would um, you believe they came back from a racist vacation recently? Who? Oh, yeah. Okay. So they had just the gone movie. to Mexico. Yeah. I forgot about that. God, um, I'm kind of tr- tr- trying to come in with the assist here. Jeez, I know. Girl. I thought you were talking about, I don't know what, what we had just been talking about. But yeah, so they had just gone to Mexico to, quote, get fucked up because that's what people do in Mexico because that's the only thing uh, white kids do in Mexico. Um, they're currently driving through what? Where? Texas. As uh, you may have garnered from the title of the film. Remind me of what this movie is called. The film is titled The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interestingly, in the original, chainsaw, two words. Chainsaw. Is chainsaw, chainsaw two words? Chainsaw. Uh, I don't know. Maybe in 1974 it was like a different colloquialism. 
um, they see this like young woman on the side of the road. Um, and even though she doesn't really seem to be like hitchhiking, she's just kind of like stumbling about, uh, they pick her up, uh, cause they almost drive into her. Uh, and then she's like catatonic. Um, she's like sweaty and like, uh, like dirty. Um, everyone in this movie is so, so sweaty. It's upsetting. Uh, the men don't want to pick her up, but of course the, Jessica Biel's character is like the caring one who has to just got to swoop in and save everybody. Um, as they start driving, she's like, we're going the wrong way. Um, and freaks out. And then she's talking about like a bad man and he's going to get her. Um, and then she pulls a gun out of where her vagina, vagina, and shoots herself in the head, in the mouth, puts a gun in her mouth. And kills herself. Total, um, just like t- early 2000s, torture porn, body horror, shock value. Like, so unnecessary. They show the whole head, head hole, yeah. like a million times. They like, like you, that's the shot of all the kids like screaming and then it like pans, it pans through, out through her, the hole in her head. It's not um, good film, film making. It's not it, good. It's not great. It's like, yeah, it's just gore for gore's sake. Uh, which is also kind of fine, but again, um, I've said this before, but and I'll say it again: you can't just do this. It's not House of Wax, <laughs> 2011. House of Wax is the only one who's allowed. <laughs> exactly correct. Yes. Uh, so then they drive to a gas station um, to call the police. Uh, the woman there. First thing, you should note: get the phone in your own hands. Don't trust any person ever. They're also, like, so rude to her. Like, she didn't cause this. Yeah, like, I mean, she is, by chance, part of the murder family. But at that point, they didn't know that. Also, just saying, if they weren't trespassing, none of this would have happened. When did it? Oh, you mean going into the house? When they go into the house, just, like, willy-nilly. Also, the the fact... Okay, we'll get into it later. I won't even say it. Um, so she tells them that, so she calls the sheriff, um, and she tells them to go wait for the sheriff at the old mill and they're upset cause they have to take the dead well, body with them. That's when I would have been like, I'll actually, um, drive to the sheriff's station. Can you tell just, me where it is? Yeah. I'm just going to keep not, going down this road I'm until not I get going to a bigger to a, town. I'm not going to a mill. I'm just not going to do that. It, it was like, they make a lot of decisions that like, is this how people were in the seventies? I don't think so. so. <laughs> There's this podcast that I listen to because, as diehards know, I'm a huge reality TV fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So this there's this podcast about 90 Day Fiance called 420 Day Fiance, um, hosted by Miles Gray and Sophia Alexander, and it's really funny. They get high and talk about 90 Day Fiance, but this <laughs> thing they talk about all the time is they call it flag play. People that are just like so willing to ignore red flags that they'll like go into any situation no matter what <laughs> flag play. i was like everyone in this movie is engaging in flag play right now um yeah they so they go to this old mill and not just that but they go inside for no reason like you just wait outside for the sheriff they like, fully wait. find a feral child and they're just like hey kid Hey, something something is uh, off, you know. They first they find a possum that's just like terrified for its life. It's like probably has babies to protect in this like old locker that no one goes into, and they're all like, ah. Um, Why would you they, go in there? Just don't don't open things. You don't own the mill. Um, 
so then they find this like dirty little boy with like the worst prosthetic bad fake teeth I've, it couldn't look it's faker like a, yeah like a spirit halloween they just like popped into the store and got the worst like fake you teeth can like find. see like the ridge of the prosthetic on his top lip it's so I bad don't understand um his name is jedediah that's also a kind very of on the nose hillbilly name yes <laughs> um and then he tells them that the sheriff's at home getting drunk and he's probably not coming um Aaron and Kemper walk to a house nearby. Um, and then the rest of the gang, rest of our Scooby gang, is with Jedediah and the dead body back at the van in the old mill. Um, there's an old man in a wheelchair, uh, and both of his legs have been amputated at the knee. His name is Monty, but I don't remember them saying that in the movie. No, I think that's just his name. Like, I don't know if anyone really says Henrietta or, like, Luda May or whatever, but... No, yeah, they're just, like, random, old, ugly, poor people um, that, you know, deserve our ire and We just pain. We just say what Wikipedia says the names are yeah Yeah. so this dude's name is monty and he's old he's got a catheter um he's a double amputee so uh again only what's the rationale or like logic for showing the catheter except to just like other people that use catheters as disgusting like most definitely think twice about it next time mr nipple that's all they're othering like Everyone in this movie. I found myself really kind of rooting for this Firefly-esque family. Like, they're just, like, I don't, like, just because someone is, like, not young, hot Jessica Biel doesn't mean they're automatically bad and scary. I don't know. Anyway, um, so he only allows, I mean, Monty does turn out to be a bad person, but, so he only allows Aaron into the house. She calls the sheriff. um, Well, he dials for her. He dials for her, and then she talks to him, um, and he says he'll be there in 30 minutes. Um, Kemper's waiting outside, and then we see, like, sort of flashes of somebody else in the house. Um, Monty's in the bathroom emptying his catheter on the floor and asks for her help to be put back in his wheelchair. Um, He uses this opportunity to grope her um, and distract her. Uh, And then... Kemper comes inside the house to look for her and then gets distracted by a like a television playing old cartoons and then immediately gets whacked over the head by Leatherface wielding an axe instead um, of a chainsaw, like his usual weapon. This is not my favorite Leatherface. It's not. It's just not a good Leatherface. It's not. It's like very. I don't know, because in the original, it's like the makeup makes it like, I don't know, it's just a little bit more And like the suit and the, like, you know, the leather boots. Everything is just a little bit drab about this particular leather face. Very non-CPS-media toned. Tommy Hewitt, which is like not your name. They're the Sawyer family, so whatever. Um, So, uh, so then... Kemper's gone. He's out of the picture. And then Aaron's trying to look for him, but um, decides that he must have gone back to the mill. So she leaves. Um, Back at the old mill, Sheriff Hoyt has arrived. um, And he wraps up the body in cellophane. It takes so long. The scene is like a million years. It's (sighs) every scene with the sheriff, like enacting police brutality is like 10 years long. 
Yeah, so the sheriff is played by um, our favorite actual sergeant, um, uh-oh, who are Lee and Ermi. Ermi. Wow, Ermi. you totally nailed that. I really did. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. He was in Full Metal Jacket. Um, is that where his face is from? Full Metal Alchemist Jacket, yeah. So he's been doing like this for a long time but he was like an actual sergeant that's why they hired him to like oh yeah that tracks verbally berate uh men playing soldiers so in this i like how sheriff white the only um leonard skinner song they got the rights to is sweet home alabama so they just like keep playing it over and over again over and over and over (laughs) it's like i i hate um so he makes andy uh, help him wrap up this body in cellophane and gropes her breasts while they're doing it. And then uh, Morgan and Andy load the body into the sheriff's trunk. Um, nobody thinks this is like a strange way for a sheriff to act. They're like, oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. I was looking at Arlie Ermey's um, IMDb and he's also Sarge in Toy Story. Makes he's sense. Got, that tracks. He's got a type. Yeah. Um, so, listen, I'm confused. Hold on. Sorry, that uh, one was my bad. I, I how dare you interrupt I, this beautifully I, written plot this I'm reading broadcast? Okay, sorry. Let's focus. Uh, so they load the body into the trunk, and then they and then um, gotcha. Yeah. Sheriff Hoyt makes Morgan like reenact the crime scene for him. Isn't that later? Maybe that's later. Never mind. Okay, yeah, so Sheriff is, uh, you know, saran wrapping the body. Pepper's like, this doesn't seem correct. Uh, Aaron is running around the woods looking for Kemper. There's a lot of dripping oh, liquids in the, in the basement. The Sheriff drives away with the body. Sheriff drives away, and then right afterwards, Aaron in gets comes to the Aaron. She's back in the scene. Um, There's and some... Sh- and this is when they go, like, around the mill grounds, and they find the dental plate. And they're like, weird. Let's just be fine with this. <laughs> Morgan also reaches into, because Kemper's gone. So they're looking for Kemper. Um, and th- Morgan reaches his hand into this, like, gas tank and pretends to be pulled inside of it, like, as a prank. Like, you just watched a woman shoot herself in the head. Your friend is missing. You just had a weird ordeal with a sheriff and wrapping up a dead body, and you're just like, let's pull a little prank. That'll be fun. That's what everyone needs right now. Uh, and it then, is so wild, and, like, Pepper's like, it's time to go. Like, Pepper, it's been time to go. It's You've, been done time to go, yeah. You have been clowned, um, like, by this whole situation. You don't, you sh- you're not even supposed to be here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so then, yeah, the, so Morgan and Andy, or Morgan and, uh, Pepper are like, fuck Kemper, let's just leave. Um, and Aaron's like, no, we can't do that. And then they give her pushback. They're like, who put you in charge? Because she's a woman, but she's got the van keys. And only when Andy's like, yeah, you're right. We have to find Kemper. We can't leave him. They're like, fine, whatever. So... Uh, Aaron and Andy go to the Firefly house, the Sawyer house, and... The baby dolls. I'm like, stop. You're not even... It's not even good. It's, like, not even cool. 
Um, and Aaron distracts also, Monty. Um, Marnie, I'm sorry, we're like shitting on this movie relentlessly. It's it's like <laughs> fine. It's like kind of a good time, you know. It's like a dumb little like. I would argue I didn't have a good time, and I like sort of <laughs> turned my brain off for like twenty percent of it. <laughs> um. So. So Aaron distracts. Uh, Monty at his house while she goes and while Andy goes inside to look for uh, Kemper. Um, She's like, I have boobs. And he's like, "Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then they're while lurking while searching. uh, Andy runs into Leatherface and then Aaron runs inside. They're both attacked by a chainsaw wielding Leatherface. Um, Andy runs through the like bed sheets hanging outside. so long. He's going through the bed sheets for like a minute and a half. <laughs> Why are there so many bed sheets? Where'd you get I don't all know. these bed sheets? I, it doesn't how seem many like beds? anyone in this Yeah. It doesn't like, seem like anyone in this family is like super concerned with their laundry. You have or... no you have no other laundry besides flat sheets. There's not even fitted sheets. Where where's flat all sheets the sheets? Only. Are they tablecloths? I don't know. How many tables do you have? Um, they're, they they're, it's their like drop cloths for outfits. could be drop cloths for Leatherface because like I feel like a tarp is like better uh, for what he's doing. Lots of confusion. There were like twenty bed sheets. I just I don't understand how are they all, all dirty at be once? Ghosts for Halloween? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so yeah, Leatherface. So the so he's chasing Andy through these like millions and millions of bed sheets, and then. Gets him, hacks off one of his legs, um, and then carries him off to the furnace room. Another problem. The amount of time that Andy is still in this movie after he suffers the loss of a limb. Unrealistic. He would have bled out like 10 minutes after this happened. He wouldn't have even made it to the meat hook. So then Leatherface takes him to the furnace room and hoists him up on this meat hook. And then he attempts like very slowly to like... Pull himself off the meat hook. It's like no. a very just like drawn out scene. I love male suffering that takes a long time, but like it's too much. Um, I just like, do you not care about science, Mr. Nipple? Like he would have bled out. He has like he's hanging from the eight ceiling. inch wide. Like he's all downward trajectory through the leg hole. He's dead. OK, I digress. Let's move. He's on. dead. Um, Aaron escapes the situation um, and makes it back towards the mill. Um, the I found this very difficult to watch. It went on for way too long. Too it's long. really gross, really violent, and, like, kind of makes a mockery of, like, actual police brutality that happens to actual people of color. It's a problem. It's a problem. So she gets back. Um, she's, like, crying and she's like just fuck this we have to leave so she gets in the van but doesn't start immediately and then sheriff hoyt shows up also Um, you're not making it any better by like crying and cranking the ignition repeatedly like take a breath aaron jiggle the steering wheel you know do some other try some other moves you know it's also fucked up because later we like later on like 20 minutes into later in this movie, we learn that she can hotwire a car and like knows things about cars. So like, she's just like panicking. She's having a panic attack. We've all been there, you know? I understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
But, you know, once you've been through enough panic attacks, you got to know, like, in through the nose, out through the mouth, baby. Just you got to figure something out. So uh, she so Hoyt shows up at the driver's side window. She's crying. She can't articulate what's happening. He sees an old joint on the steering wheel and is like, I know what's going on here. You kids are doing drugs. And then um, he orders Aaron and Pepper, all three of them out of the van and into the dirt, like face down. Um, and then he makes Morgan uh, reenact the hitchhiker's suicide. Um, so he puts him in the back of the van, makes him sit in the blood, uh, and puts the gun in his mouth. Um, the girls get up and and are like on the outside of the van, like, "What's going on? What are you doing?" Um, and then Morgan takes this opportunity to turn the gun on Sheriff Hoyt, um, who eggs him on, tells him to shoot him that he doesn't have the guts. Um, Pepper's like, "Yeah, fucking shoot him," because like she's an she's a cab. Um, Have to agree. Fucking shoot him. Fucking shoot him. Uh, and then Aaron's like, no, don't do it. Um, so he pulls the trigger, but the gun isn't loaded. Um, sher- the sheriff then, bad luck. But I would say, like, okay, it doesn't work. Time to pistol with them, you know, just like, Kah! with like this heavy metal thing, like, would have knocked him out. I also don't think this is. The style of pistols that they would have had in the 70s, but... No, it looks kind of like... I digress. A little handgun doesn't really seem, like, realistic to the 70s, definitely. Um, so then he... Sheriff Hoyt turns the gun on him, um, and says he thinks that he murdered the hitchhiker. Um, he makes him he then handcuffs him puts him in the back of his police car and they drive away leaving the girls there um yes andy meanwhile is somehow still conscious and d meat hooks himself but then it's like then he just trap that meat hooks him more i'm not sure (laughs) this is yeah this is like the long scene of him like um and then aaron and sorry what was he like <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Aaron and Pepper, uh, I think they try to start the van again. Um, but this is leather- when they do indeed hotwire the van, but then mm-hmm. as soon as they start, one of the tires just like makes a run. For it. <laughs> they like hit it, a cardboard yeah. box that's like yeah. strategically placed. Um, and then- again, I thought that was a very House of a Thousand Corpses touch. Yeah. Um, and then Leatherface comes at them with a chainsaw. He's on the roof. He's on the side of the door. Um, Very spry for, for a gentleman leather. wearing so much leather. Um, and, like, can how much can he see in the mask? How much, like, he doesn't the feel like he has a full large. range of motion, though. I would know, think, like, yeah, his peripheral would be kind of challenged by this situation. But he's Leatherface, so, baby. <laughs> So he reaches into the top of the van, the the chainsaw hole he just cut, and grabs Aaron by the hair, allowing Pepper to run out. (laughs) Yeah, it's like pretty funny. Um, And then Pepper runs from the van, um, but she's quickly killed. Uh, Why? Are there so many feathers when Aaron is chainsawed? That is something I'm confused by. Yeah, she gets like. I'm like, okay, is that, like, the that was the padding you put in? Because she, like, gets 
chainsawed in the shoulder and then like feathers pop out i was confused like are you made of feathers pepper who are you she is actually um so then uh she gets killed she's cut in half and then aaron runs to a nearby trailer um that is house to two ladies just ladies yeah just ladies being ladies you know we've got like- a fat lady who's so fat and disgusting and fat. She's got glasses. Everybody Forget else about in it. the movie gets a name. She's just called the tea lady, that fat bitch with glasses. Um, <laughs> and apparently a younger, like, really, like, very thin, short haircut woman. She kind of had, like, Anne Heche and um, yes. I Know What You Did Last Summer energy. <laughs> she did. It was very, like, don't worry, I'm not horrifying she's like is this pixie cut intentional or did i just recently shave my head who knows you'll never Um, know she gives aaron tea which aaron drinks like don't drink it don't drink Um, it she asked them to for the phone they said they don't have one um and then henrietta goes off to care for this baby that just started crying when the phone rings bum 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 I thought you didn't have a phone. Uh, yeah, Aaron rushes towards Henrietta and the baby, and she's like, that's not your baby, and then passes out because they drug the tea. Cause so they... uh, the whole that's not your baby through line, I frankly was a little confused by. So, like, I think is... it's the original, the hitchhiker from the beginning's baby. I but think then, that's... so Sheriff Hoyt is angry at the kids because he thinks they fucked with that hitchhiker lady. And they're the reason she died. So she's part of the family. But then she's still, the baby was stolen. Like, I guess I'm confused by, you know, everybody's interconnectedness in the movie. I, yeah, I am confused about, like, this lineage. And, like, uh, it feels like everyone defers to Luda May for, like, you know. Luda May is Leatherface's mama. Um, yeah, she's the matriarch. Whose child is Jedediah? Perhaps Henrietta's. They do have the same dental work. Um, they've got the same haircut as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, they have the same haircut. Um, so I'm just going to say again, lineage very clear in the original Texas Chainsaw. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, pa- patriarch, that person's son, and you know. That yeah, person's that son. That person's son. <laughs> you three generations of deranged men plus grandma's desiccated corpse. We're good. Very easy to understand. <laughs> uh, so Aaron wakes up back at the Hewitt slash Sawyer slash Firefly house. Um, <laughs> yes. And Bummer. She shouldn't have drank the tea. Again, flag play. I, don't, I think they were like also trying to, like, why don't they kill her immediately when they killed everyone else immediately. Because, like, that's... Well, I would say for Tea Lady and Henrietta, you know, that's not their job. They don't... They keep their trailer clean, you know, give her the tea, get her They out of just there. wanted the baby. Um, so, so before she wakes up, we see Morgan... They wanted a baby, but they already have a small child living half feral in a mill with for the dogs. reason. <laughs> yeah. He's just off with the dogs. That's where I want to be uh, in this situation. But, um... Morgan's in the back of Sheriff Hoyt's car. He breaks a bottle over his, like, the side of his face. He loses a tooth. That's that's where Morgan's at at the moment. Uh, back at the house. Um, okay, so I didn't catch that. What I said is, this is very helpful information. Wait uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Did I even? 
Well, that, well, that's where Morgan is. I don't. Who cares about Morgan, really? I said Sheriff drives away with Morgan and yanks some teeth out of his head. I thought. <laughs> I guess I missed it. From, I thought driving? the sheriff like. <laughs> Breach behind and pulled and just like pulled some teeth out. Like, so, so yeah, I'm, so the sheriff is driving, then he like like reaches back and like hits him in the face of the bottle, oh. and then Morgan's like, Wah! for some reason, it's as if the bottle were broken in his mouth because then he loses which, the tooth. Like, yeah, that's not, not how it works. Doesn't seem like physics are on their side. Okay, but we spent uh, enough time on this. Where so are we at in this episode? Back at the house. Somehow 40 minutes in. I'm not even We've sure what's got, happening. I don't know. What have we been talking about? <laughs> uh, Leatherface and then Mama Luda May, Hoyt, Monty, Jedediah are all there. Family reunion. Uh, it's a, everybody's, they're, they have to have dinner or something. I don't know. Everyone's hungry. Jedediah is um, fully not allowed inside. <laughs> she's like, get out of here. Go hang out with the dogs. I'm like, that sounds nice. Dogs are like soft and warm yeah um, they probably smell better than jedediah does poor child true. poor thing oh. um luda may says to aaron that um her son leatherface was tormented his whole life because he has a skin condition and he's um disfigured and that no one especially people like her ever cared about him or their family so it's like a vengeance Fair. thing yeah um, Aaron's taken to the basement and not tied up. They just like hang out down here. Run around. Yeah. You know, like taking the sights, the sounds, uh, make yourself at home. Uh, she sees like jars and body, like decaying body parts. Um, she finds Andy, who's somehow, again, still alive. We don't know how this scene he's is okay. suffering. Very long scene of him begging her to kill him and going, do it. Do it. Do uh, yeah. Like, yeah, please do it. If you could Wild. maybe <laughs> Let's you know, get wrap this it up a little it. faster. Uh, so she stabs him in the stomach, killing him, and then she How like, apologizes she to his foot. You can stab someone in the stomach and it can be non-fatal. How do you know where to stab someone so they die? I mean, for Andy, he had lost a lot of blood at that point. So I could see how it would be pretty easy. For it was him just like one last alive. pain shocked his heart and he <laughs> yeah. died. I feel like is probably what happened. But um, again, incorrect. That's not the stomach is not where you should like stab someone if you're like trying to mercifully kill them. I would think the eye. Not a good look. The eye work. Wow, you can exist without an eyeball? Well, if you Heart. angle it right, it would go right through the brain, right? Wouldn't that be faster? I don't know. It, had to be a, it would have to be like a really long, like even think about like lobotomies. Like lobotomies, like You can yeah. stick shit up your eye canal. That's kind of fine. upsetting. I'm upset. Nice. Okay, mm. Hart. Uh, anyway. Elliot Smith style. Back to the hook. He's dead. She's apologizing to his foot. Then as she's wandering around the rest of the basement, she <laughs> she finds Morgan, who is also like has only been hit in the head by a beer bottle. Um, he has like a like, weird thing on his back, but he's just sitting in a bathtub. He's just, like yeah. relaxing in a his tub legs. His... <laughs> his legs seem to still be workable. Like he gets out and he's like, let's go. You know? <laughs> but then he can't. So he gets out of the tub and he's like, uh, she's like hoist him out of the tub and then he like suddenly can't walk i'm like what happened to his legs nothing like he's fine Is get the cold? fuck up morgan <laughs> yeah. let's go so he might be chilly um so then as they're trying to escape um she or they encounter jedediah 
um, who leads them out of the house, even though they're being chased by Leatherface and his chainsaw again. Uh, Jedediah uh, leads them up the stairs and hopefully to safety. That's, you know, where Jedediah kind of washes his hands of the situation. He bites Leatherface on the hand and gets knocked into some flower bags that are also in the basement for some reason. Uh, um, yeah, you're on your own because I wrote extended escape scene. I kind of tuned <laughs> out. Um, so then Aaron and Morgan are like ho- like hobbling around the woods. Morgan again needs to be dragged by Aaron because he like has forgotten how to walk. Um, they find an old shack. Uh, she they barricade themselves inside with a uh, couch. That's not gonna do much. Your attacker has a chainsaw, full chainsaw. Um, I'm so sorry. I have to stop you for a second for an unrelated issue so i'm not because i tuned out during the scene i was just like quickly checking on our cast instagram so jamie lee curtis appeared on the red carpet of halloween kills dressed as marion crane from psycho the role played by her mother janet lee in the original psycho i didn't know that was jamie lee curtis's mother yeah does everyone know that i don't know okay i mean i knew that Okay, I'm anyway. just gonna quietly process while you can. <laughs> you think about you think about that. That's a, uh, it's a lot for me to take in. Think about Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, <sighs> always, always. Can we all do that? Um, so they so they're barricading the door with the couch. He gets in right away. She then puts Morgan in a like closet because he's basically useless, and then she hides in a corner. Pardon me. A bunch of rats come by, and she's trying to be quiet. Leatherface is stalking around looking for them. Uh, The rats give Aaron away, and then he grabs her and, like, throws her on the ground and goes to chainsaw her. Finally, Morgan's legs have begun to work again. He charges (laughs) towards Leatherface um, before he can chainsaw Aaron, and then uh, Morgan is hoisted onto... Okay, so this is another. It's a chandelier, and it's not a chandelier that has... Spikes on the end of it. It's a chandelier that has light bulbs on the end of it. Just like so, you have to like get him hoisted atop the like over the light bulb onto the curve. Don't think it would support his weight. Why is a chandelier in a barn? Why is there a chandelier in in, like an old shack? Uh, So he hangs him, hangs Morgan by the chandelier by the handcuffs that he still has on. I don't think so. I believe if he tried to chainsaw his crotch as he did, he would just kind of like bounce around because I don't think there's enough to like leverage yeah, him like, on the wah, chandelier. Wah, wah, like swinging <laughs> from the chandelier for sure. Um, so Marcus Nispel, go take a like continuing education physics class. Okay. Physics. This is- <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um, so instead of, so Leatherface has discarded the chainsaw on the ground after Morgan rushed him and then he had to hoist, he had to use both of his hands to hoist Morgan onto this chandelier. Instead of picking up the chainsaw that's spinning on, that's on the ground, Aaron starts like pounding at him with like open palms and like fit, like, like a child would. She's like, even Aaron? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's like, ah, you must stop. Um, Aaron is not... As a f- I, I stand Pepper as final girl. Pepper was the only one with like a modicum of sense at any point in this movie. Truly, I would just as for Pepper as well. Um, she and then yeah, she gets like no backstory, just like a quick chainsaw. One hundred percent, I would have been like, sorry, I'm walking away. I, like, you're not even my friends. Like I, I just don't wanted know to you. get some from Andy. I made I out like- with this guy for like forty five minutes. 
he has proved himself to be trash. Sorry, I, I don't have skin in this game. I have to go. Yeah. No pun um, intended because, you know, skin. Skin. <laughs> leather face. Leather face um, makes skin outfits. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> uh, so Morgan gets chainsawed in the crotch. Uh, and then Aaron runs away through to the old meat um, Makes sense. Market. She's outside meat. in the open air, you know, Close you to could where run she faster. could go to a road or like run yeah. faster, navigate more easily. I'll go into an enclosed space. Yeah, perfect. I think it's maybe a reference again to the original, the whole like slaughterhouse. Tenuous at best, I would say. Yeah. So she's like hanging around also, with all these like hanging Could this movie cows. take fucking longer to end? I mean, no, it's very it was. Long. It was over after Morgan gets chainsawed in the crotch. Like we don't need the like additional thirty minutes. <laughs> So she's in this slaughterhouse and then she's hiding in a locker, gets a, her hands on a big knife, butcher's knife. I was like, what do you call those big knives that butchers use? Wouldn't you know it's a butcher's, butcher's knife? knife. Um, and then Leatherface finds her, but she's able to attack him with the knife and cuts off his, his chainsaw wielding arm, his, his right hand. Is that where uh, she cuts his arm off? Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, God, she must be strong. Uh, it takes a lot to hack off somebody's arm. Uh, maybe, you know, it's like an adrenaline thing. So she, he's like, can't get up from the floor, get his chainsaw out of his his hand. He's like trying to like shake the chainsaw out, <laughs> out of, of his, his hand. Dismembered it's, hand. I, it's like, not Boy. Like, it's a little comical because then he just like sits in defeat. The only reason um, I'm not laughing with you is because, again, my brain went on vacation during this scene. <laughs> you can't, you can't. I don't recall. remember. <laughs> Uh, she then runs uh, to the road. Finally, she gets to the road uh, and tracks down, a, like makes a semi stop. Uh, the trucker lets her in, gives her a hoodie because it's the raining. Phone. You missed the whole scene where she hides in a carcass. Oh, yeah. OK, that's where Whoa. my brain took a hike. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a she's hiding and stuff. Whatever. I forgot. I'm sorry. My deepest apologies to Erin and her legacy. <laughs> so I agree. <laughs> I love that because it's like, oh, you know, like if he can't see me, I can't see him. It's not like I have legs that go to the floor. Pick um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here. Yeah. Um, so then post that, at post Cleaver. Sorry. Um, yes. She manages to get a truck. Flag down a semi. He tries to pull off at Ludemay's truck stop. And this just all lasted too long. I'm so sorry to say. Okay, so Erin has been, like, fully aware. She's on adrenaline rush. She just hacked off Leatherface's arm. She's running. She knows to track down a semi. Honey. Soon. Use your words. As soon as the trucker comes, she's catatonic. I understand what they're trying to do. Like, give a call back to the beginning, right? I, like, it's way too obvious. Like, she knows what's going on. She can articulate. She has words. She can articulate. Um... But she can't. She doesn't want to tell the trucker what's going on. And then she sees the barbecue. This didn't sign. happen to Sally Hardesty. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and then starts to freak out. Grabs the wheel for some reason. The trucker's like, "The fuck are you doing?" Then he stops at um, the diner slash gas station. Um, and then where they're all, they all are just suddenly there. It's like the middle of the night. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> they didn't get to have a chance to have dinner earlier, so. Like they had to like reschedule to later. Gotcha, that yeah. Um, so Ludeman and Hoyt are talking to the trucker. 
Uh, Henrietta's got the baby. Uh, Henrietta goes outside to join the conversation and Aaron sneaks in, um, steals the baby. Um, and then Hoyt is walking around the, the semi thinking that Aaron's inside. We see Aaron like hot wiring a vehicle, but it turns out she's in the sheriff's, sheriff's car. car. Uh, she then manages to run the sheriff over and then she backs up over him and then runs over him. I understand like, I totally get the catharsis behind this um, move, but you've got a baby in the car and a baby that's not in a car seat. Just yeah, it's like just in like, a how did it not fall seat. over? Because then it's like, it's just like in a basket. Ba-bump. Just, yeah, I feel like it would have fallen down or it would be crying. It's just like, crying. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I hope that the trucker gets out okay. I think he could just yeah. be like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm leaving, definitely. <laughs> but she's, yeah, like she didn't steal his truck. So he's got an escape vehicle. Exactly. Um, so hopefully he's okay. Work Justice for the working class. Exactly. So, um, she manages to escape the situation uh, and then we're you know, then the investigation takes over um, the furnace room. Couldn't be membrane. less necessary to the like health of this movie. Honestly, it makes the movie worse than it already is. <laughs> uh, and then mercifully, we're done. All right. Um, what can we say? Which about- ism would you wish to start with? I don't. I love. Um, classism in this movie is just like very very classist yeah so i think that like the meat packing industry obviously has issues but the people that make a living working in this industry are not the people that like create the norms that affect like climate change and like ecological damage and Mm -hmm. you know harm to animals like they're people that are trying to work Right, who just, like, grew up in this town and need a place to work. Uh, People that that run gas stations, you know, people that live on, like, in more rural areas with, like, limited resources. Like, this just demonizes everybody. And the only industry that it's okay that this movie demonized is the law enforcement, who are objectively terrible and need to be taken down. Uh, but in the so, have you ever seen the prequel to this movie? This movie has a prequel. Okay, I've so, seen a lot of the Texas Chainsaw uh, oeuvre. Can you remind me? I know. Uh, Sher- so, so it's the two thousand. It's like the origin one or whatever, where Sheriff Hoyt like is a fake sheriff. Like he so right. Steal, so he kills yeah. the sheriff. So there's the original Texas Chainsaw, nineteen seventy three, seventy four. Um, and then that had five sequels. So this one is... This is a completely different... This is a remake. So this one has... This is the remake. And then it has... A, the movie that came after it was a prequel to this remake, which shows Sheriff Hoyt is not actually a sheriff, just murdered He's the sheriff. like really the patriarch of town, the family, yeah. This whole town is run by Leatherface and the family. Yes, I have... At some point, seen that because I have it in my memory. Yeah. Which is then I'm like, okay, so we can't even demonize the cops and we're just like back to demonizing poor people. But it's the Texas Chainsaw is a wild timeline because then 
the remakes that came later or the movies that came later in the series just go back and like either prequel or sequel the original. Yes. And forget about everything else that happened. It's so weird. And I feel like they often add like new family members. Like, did you ever see the Alexandra Daddario one where she inherits like the house but then yeah the house is like a beautiful kind of like well-maintained colonial except like Mm -hmm. Leatherface is just in the basement doing whatever and it's like a weird distant auntie or something that owns the house I was like huh it's just so she comes with her friends and so yeah it's very yeah yeah and I feel like just why mess with greatness which is the first two in my opinion right it's also like this story that the, that uh, Texas Chainsaw and Leatherface is sort of very unbelievably loosely based off is Ed Gein, of course. Right. Who was. And then they always are like based on true events. And I'm like, not really, though. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Like, Ed Gein was Wisconsin. He did probably murder his brother but that's never been proven and then committed two murders to and some murder light two women. grave robbing and some casual like, grave robbing, grave robbing. <laughs> what were you doing with the graves nothing we did you need those corpses no Ed Gein so. was like a severely sick man and I think like the way that Ed Gein has been entered into the cultural consciousness is like pretty contrary to the his real experience of his mental illness yeah. like yeah, and I he mean, was severely mentally ill, like, and abused he was and traumatized, an abuse victim, like had like severe debilitating issues with his like mother, and that caused him to like take some of the actions he took. I mean, they, it just like wasn't the behavior of a healthy person. But I then mean, it this also isn't like Ed Gein apology tour, but like no, he had but a I'm lot saying, of problems. All I'm saying is like the part of the like. Ed Gein's story that relates to untreated mental illness becomes lost when he's held up in the cultural consciousness as the sort of like folk tale that inspires, you know, so much other media. So it's really hard right. to be like, oh shit, like men with like untreated mental illness do terrible shit and like there's a bigger problem at work right. that has to do with class, that has to do with like, you know, the idea of masculinity that our like Western society cultivates, like it's so much more intersectional than just like a bad guy did bad stuff. But again, not an Egg apology tour. We do not hail Gein on this podcast, just to confirm. No. Uh yeah, he murdered women. Uh but it's also like I think the story of Ed Gein is because you can never do like a you can never really tell that tale because it's like it has been so tied to Leatherface, which is a completely different story, and to Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. Right. It's like I think the Ed Gein thing is like fascinating because of like our culture's, like you said, like inherent um, transphobia, our inherent mm-hmm. classism, totally. the institutional like problems with our medical system, and so his story of like making nipple belts and like skull bowls and it's a, just like a something for it's just like like cis straight dudes to be like oh that's fucking crazy you know <laughs> right but it's just like such an interesting like like terrifying tale in of its own where like yeah, all totally. of these in- issues really intersect and then it's like 
someone was like, oh, weird. He made a suit out of skin. Let's give a guy a chainsaw and a crazy yeah. family in Texas. And like, I don't. It and just then like, so it's strange. typically male directors. It's typically mm-hmm. like male movie executives like that uphold this like folklore in the American consciousness. And it's just sort of wild that like pretty much only men are serial killers and like many sexually motivated murders are committed by men with mental health issues like right. and this is just something that like the CDC isn't looking at like there's so many like avenues to really explore this but instead we're just like throwing trillions of dollars at bombing Palestinian children I think it's just like a uh, I don't know like it's no one can it's a, a known fact like I, I don't know you can make as many straw man arguments as you want but like like male violence against women happens not just on an individual basis, but because of a system that we all take part in. Like this is, and horror movies are part of that system, which is why we're here like talking about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Her body himself is like Leatherface is taking women's bodies for himself. So. And, And like, like I said, like, Sorry about Frankie, always. <laughs> Leatherface, the original Leatherface, like, like, Toby Hooper touched on something, like, super interesting. And, and like, good lord, Frank. <laughs> and super compelling in that movie, which is Leatherface, like, did kind of exist outside of the gender binary. But mm. people, like, Leatherface became, like, a cultural favorite. Like, we love Leatherface and like Mm -hmm. in the 70s Leatherface and like Texas Chainsaw got huge even though like it had transphobic undertones Leatherface Mm -hmm. still did exist outside of the gender binary in this like really compelling way and I feel like that got lost in a lot of the sequels hold on let me let this bitch out back just random Um, Frankie is out of her crate and we're back to talk about more stuff um just briefly, this movie is extremely racist. There's erasure of black people in the South, always people of color in the South. Always. Oh, Frankie just went right back into her fucking crate to just chill there. <sighs> She's got to go. Whatever. She wanted to know that she could come out if she wanted Oh, the, she was going to get her, her bone. It's a uh, fresh bone. So they take a trip to Mexico specifically to buy drugs and bring them back, which is an extraordinarily racist stereotype. And they also bring the drugs back in a piñata, which is extremely problematic. Uh, and it's like, also privilege. Like they're privilege. So they, they can just like drive over the border with two pounds of weed. I mean, uh, the border was different in the 70s for sure. Um, but weed was more illegal. More illegal. Um, and also less illegal. It was kind of like around the time that... Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I mean, you know, weed is a dumb thing to be illegal. Um, and also has like very racist um, roots. The fact that it's illegal, the name, what we refer to, like cannabis and the plant as, all racist, super racist. Um and, like, a pinata, even though it's become, like, a symbol of children's birthday parties, is actual like, a cultural marker of Mexico. So can everyone not? Uh, it's also, like, you know, like, it's everything. Like, sedapes are, like, a real thing that, like, a textile that people make. And now it's just, like, a weird, like, fake scarf. They put on, like, mustachioed people with, like, big hats. It's dumb. 
so I don't know what else is there. There's so much misogyny. It's dripping like the sweat off these kids' backs. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, we have the scary child trope, which is like probably not even worth mentioning. Pepper is obviously our slut. She's a uh, slut. She has less personality than everyone in the movie. I mean, we don't really know anything about anyone except that Aaron. We upholds, do know a lot about Aaron. Aaron upholds the female stereotype of wanting to get an engagement ring, which I also She's I really so fought many. for my engagement ring, and I'm very proud of it. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> I never but. had an engagement ring. Women have layers. We're onions, okay? We all, We're onions. We multitudes. But yeah, she is like, you know, reliant on Kemper for, I think, income. It makes it seem like she also uh, was like angry at him because he's lying to her. But he like sweet talks her into just letting it go. So Aaron is our like mother because she ends up with a stupid baby mm-hmm. in the end. God. Pe- Pepper is our slut because she has the, like, gall to make out with someone she just met and wears, like, a halter top, you know. I it's mean, not, it's I not loved nuanced. her crocheted top. I, I liked it, too. That That's the kind that. of tops you can wear because you have no titties. I got those Jessica Beale mommy milkers. I got a few. I got a little <laughs> bit. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, but it's also, like, she, Aaron, I think... Especially because she's played by Jessica Biel, who is like, a, like she's the biggest I mean, I name know, in her this vaccination. Movie. Biggest name in this movie was really big, especially at the time. Had Seven come off this like heaven. huge, like huge show that ever that was on for so many seasons. Was like really starting to like be in movies, dating Justin Timberlake. She was like a big deal at this time, and like her being played by someone who is like seen as innocent but still hot. Um, she's like exceptional. She knows things about cars. She's got, you know, that makes her super. She has a checkered youth sort of, but she had brothers. So we know she's just one of the guys, you know, she's one of the boys. Uh, but ultimately underneath all of that, like, I know cars and I can pick a lock. She still wants an engagement ring and she leaves with a baby and she wants all these like traditional feminist roles. It's so frustrating and it's so a real bummer. And so stupid. Pepper's also, like, the real feminist. God bless her. Traveling on her own, like self-sufficient. I mean, if she hadn't gotten mixed up with these ding-dongs, she'd be front row at Leonard Skinner or whatever the fuck. Honestly, I mean, I wish the best for Pepper. I probably would have made out with Andy, too. He's the hottest. I wouldn't one. have. He's kind of hot. But uh, if Morgan wasn't so for blondes, fucking you know? mean, I thought he would be. He was mean. He does at one point, like snap at her for her to come. I'm like, she's not a fucking dog, you asshole. Um, so, I don't know. I hate everyone in this movie, but... But, I mean, Pepper like, gets nothing. Like, where did she come from? You just picked her up? Who is she? What does she like yeah, to she do? Yeah, she gets like, no... She barely gets any lines, either. She spends a lot of time vomiting and crying. And I would also be vomiting and crying in her situation. Yeah. But, like, we know at least the boys, like, have camaraderie with each other, have a friendship, like, to get high. Mm-hmm. Pepper is very alienated in this movie. Uh, we also have, like, the Luna May character, who's this, like, evil patriarch, another mother who's just doing this for her. It's very Mrs. Voorhees, my son deserved better, he was never treated right by you people, um, et cetera. Just, like, again, others the working class uh, and the poor, and uh, it's very ableist. 
Um, I don't know. That's annoying. And she also doesn't get many lines or scenes. They're just like, she's weird. And she works in this weird place with like rotting meat. And then like, it smells bad. And there are flies. And she's, yeah, like a mean, embittered old woman. Yeah. We get a tea lady whose only character is that she makes tea and she wears glasses and is well. Fat. Also, she's That's, fat. Yeah, she sits in a recliner and she's fat. That's a fat. Uh, Hen- do. <laughs> Henrietta's got a bad haircut and, and is out stole here stealing a baby babies so she can be a mom. Whose parent is Jedediah? We don't know. Yeah, this this movie is not very nice to women at all, um, or obviously people that have physical or mental disabilities because I don't know I kind of think they made it seem like Morgan is like neurodivergent and like he's like kind of or is just an asshole but the fact that they gave like the obvious fifth wheel like from the original movie it's Franklin who is Mm -hmm. in a wheelchair uses a wheelchair uh and then in this movie they're like oh we'll just put like a dude with glasses and that's like basically the equivalent because we don't want them to be like unattractive or like unacceptable you know like they we still have to root for them so we can't make them you know an actual person with a disability so we'll just give them glasses you know the worst yeah so so Uh, bad and then they put monty in a wheelchair i was like guys oh so offensive like yeah it just felt like putting uh people's like health issues on display like for grotesque like catheter was so like shame on you marcus nispel like turning yeah turning the catheter and the his amputated limbs into something like a grotesque spectacle was upsetting i was like this just like he just has had his legs amputated why the fuck do we need like a close-up zoom in of his like leatherface has a skin disease Okay, I don't like what do you want us to do? Like you just want us to reinforce the idea that being ugly or, you know, like disabled makes you unworthy of humanity and you're bad. And you're automatically a murderer. It's so misguided. And again, like Toby Hooper put Franklin's character in a wheelchair and it kind of like wasn't that big of a thing. The only issue was like, okay, sometimes you would see him like moving it was like hard to move him or whatever but it was like yeah. oh yeah he's just my brother that is in a wheelchair like he's franklin like mm-hmm. it's so he's like crazy smarter that, than like, the re- most of them so yeah a 1974 movie can be so much more progressive than its 2003 like counterpart is sort of incredible. i mean that just shows us like that the idea that time equals progress is a loaded baloney bullshit. uh yeah um, but i mean if we want to bring it back to Schitt's Creek, we do get, you know, now we get like two men kissing and being in love on screen, like in this really beautiful love story. Love it. Love that for us. But I do too. I think I need to go watch some from Schitt's Creek to I mean, if you don't get to Patrick, I, he's like basically just like a boring white guy, but uh, do you watch what do you watch what we do in the shadows? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh my God. You would think it was so good. You should watch it. Everyone it's one is of those things, hot. like Twin Peaks, where everyone's hot. Um, well, I mean, I guess I know I'll like it. To me, like, I don't know what my standards for attractiveness are anymore, but um, I would smash, would smash anyone <laughs> on what we do in the shadows. <laughs> um, it's the guy from Flight of the Concords, isn't it? 
Yeah, so it's Taika Waititi, uh, mm. who is the, like, he's, like, the creator and producer, but he doesn't appear. He, like, appears, like, in guest spots on this show. Mm. But uh, it's Matt Berry, who's, like, really, really funny, who voices, he does some like, voice acting, and he's from that show Toast of London, which was really funny. I don't know if you ever watched it. He's, like, a British comedian. Mm. And then um, Natasha, or Natasha, I don't know how you pronounce it, Demetrio who is a Greek actress, actor from the UK as well. And then, like, some other really hot, like, Arab guy. Like, Eastern. Not, um, like, way Eastern European or Arabic. I don't know, but he's super hot. Mm. All right, um, I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I don't, I have to, like, put off watching things that I know I'll like because... Then also once I watch them, then they're done. But then I'm also have this like fear of being disappointed. So. Honestly, what we do in the shadows has so many like jokes a minute that I can't even like I've like, gone back to the first season and been like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is really funny. Like, I don't it's, you don't get sick of it. I mean, just try it. I'm never I'll never tell that. anyone to watch anything because people have been telling me to watch Breaking Bad for like 10 years. And I'm like, I think it's done. I don't know that you could it. watch Breaking Bad now and it'll be like what it was then. But when everyone was watching it, it's like Game of Thrones. It's like when everyone was watching it together and we're all like, what about this? And what about that? And what do you think about this? And yeah. Isn't yeah. Heisenberg an asshole? It's like, yeah. We'll leave you with this. If you would like a chuckle or you need a little levity in your day, go read like Yelp reviews of the Breaking Bad House uh, in Albuquerque because... We did discuss this (laughs) on our camping trip. We talked about it on our camping trip. Apparently a woman owns it who's like kind of thirsty but kind of hates the attention. So she's slightly unhinged and there's really good She loves negative attention. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it is. All right. What do you want to fuck this week? Uh, I'd say, uh, fuck demonizing ugly people. It's okay to be poor. I'm poor. Poor people. I'm also very poor. I'm just poor Uh, in a different way than, like, it's so wild, like, when you think about, like, what constitutes living in poverty or, like, below the poverty level. Like, I don't have any fucking money. I just, like, I don't look like that, and I don't live in a rural area, so it looks different, you know? Well, yeah, it's, like, more acceptable to be our kind of poor, where it's, like, you know, someone would give us a credit card, maybe, and we live, like, in cities, but I'm I have yeah, a credit I card. Have less some money. Of, nobody should have given red, me the bro. credit card. Same, girl. No, don't. Give me it's been a hard couple of years. Um, And, yeah, fuck demonizing poor people and people with mental illness or, like, differently abled people. It's just, like... Dental problems. Why? Sometimes hey, teeth look different. I've got them, okay? So, I mean, you should probably demonize me, but besides that. For your dental problems? No way. Dental care is expensive. No, for my personal problems. For your personality? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck um, one-note female characters and the, like, everlasting presence of misogyny in horror movies. And fuck each other in a nice way. In I have to go nice let way. my dog out. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks.